You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 49, sponsored by Comicole.com. Hi, welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. This is episode 49. My name is Connor. I'm here with Josh. Hello. And Ron. Hey. And I'm a, I gotta come up with a new hello. My, my hey is getting kind of old. You should I get, a, a, should get a, a signature kind of thing. Yeah, I need some sort of catchphrase. Yodel. Howdy. <laughs> what happened? Right, um... <laughs> <laughs> we are iFanboy, and we like comics, and we read comics. Every week we read a bunch of comics, and one of us writes a review on the best comic that they read, and they post it on our website, iFanboy.com, and then we talk about it on the podcast and other things of various interests and comic natures. I don't think that's even a word <laughs> or a phrase. But... Natures? Can we get Fred Willard on the show? We probably could. <laughs> and then Batman goes and he kicks down the door, and then... <laughs> we should do an episode where we get three people who aren't us, but act like they're us. Or acting like us? Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, we'll yeah, talk about you know what? I, I think we could find those. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to the review, we're going to remind everybody <laughs> this is a review show. I just got that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that falls apart. We're not even two minutes out of the gate. Josh has got the pick of the week. Hit it, might Josh. Be spoilers. It might so be spoilers. Be yeah, because we're talking about books that happened already, and you can't talk about it. It would be like, you know, on page eight when that thing happened, and I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was my pick this week. Was that um, a question? No, I don't know. It so it was tough. my pick this week, and I Again. think uh, I was covering, because it was my pick last week. Yes, and I was out of town, and Connor so, was under the weather. So. I believe I was channeling, I was channeling Connor. Because it would have been was, me. It was Batman 657. Shocking. So <laughs> apparently someone is acting like you, and it's me. Um, were you surprised by the pick? Well, I did say shocking two seconds ago, so that would be... <laughs> My indication that I was surprised. So I'm guessing this is going to be kind of a combative type of show. <laughs> like, instead of us being sort of, like, jocular with some camaraderie, it's going to be like that. I mean, one of these shows. This, listen, you jackass, I just said it. I'm not giving you any leeway. Yes, I was surprised. I Did was you surprised. even read the book? Oh, I quit. <laughs> you do your own damn pick. I was just going to laugh. No, I was surprised, and I was happy, and I was conflicted because I... <laughs> Because I don't I was, like him, and I didn't want to agree. I was conflicted because I had, I had, I was sick, so I couldn't get my books until Thursday, and his review went up Wednesday, and I, I was conflicted in whether or not to read it. But you I did, did, though. I did. And you were conflicted. I was for yeah. about thirty seconds. And then... All right, we got a lot to get to. So anyway, this book, uh, it was uh, this is my favorite of the Grant Morrison uh, run so far. It's the third issue in his run, and the reason that I really dug it. Um, not so much, like, the last one was this big fight with all these man-bats, and there was all these pop art sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? References. References. References and Meta-textual. Meta-textual commentary. Um, you know, and it was, like, cute and clever, but it really wasn't much of a story. Um, and, and even so, this story is a little bit, um, I would call it hyper-real. Like, it's not... It's not like uh, a lot of more modern comic books that came in the late 90s and in and, and the last five years that have been, you know, sort of like superheroes based in the real world. It's Grant Morrison is truly going for that 
just slightly bigger than life Batman, and he's not as grim. And it really, what the thing that struck me out is it really reminded me of reading a Batman book from the 70s that was, you know, like, written by Denny O'Neill and drawn by Neil Adams. The art evoked that sort of Neil Adams style, uh, and I'm not, you know, I wrote in my review, I'm not nostalgic for that kind of thing. Uh, Ron will a lot of times say, I really liked the book because I read it, and it felt like it used to feel. I never say stuff like that, but when I was reading these, it, it really... Nor do I pass judgment on that comment. No, I'm just... <laughs> uh, I will say that... I'm being combative. With... I thought that was the theme. Oh, it right, makes sorry. me uncomfortable. Right. Sit so down and shut up, mutant boy. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Um, I will say it... that... I, I Just to interrupt you for a second. This sure. is just to build on the point you made. You're when, an asshole. When, when Morrison was... <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I need when a drink. Morrison... When Morrison first was announced and they interviewed him, he said he was going to try to evoke that feeling of the 70s bare-chested, world-traveling, you know, girl-betting Batman. And this is really the first issue that he's really, really nailed that, yeah, that feeling. Did. There's that one, there's a, a page at the very end, it's a full-page splash of Batman sort of swinging through Gotham City. And his cape is the same size or larger than a blimp that is just in the background. Well, it's perspective. And I know that, but the point is, it's a big, giant cape, and he's swinging around the city... And it's funny because the first half of it's kind of, the first half it's kind of hokey, it's kind of charming hokey. But basically, the Bat Brat, the little kid who's supposedly Batman's illegitimate child, um, is just being a jerk because he's willful and he's been raised to think that he's he's the be all end all and he's trained to be a killer and all this stuff. And he's just being a big brat and it's kind of funny. And and Batman puts up with it for a little while and then he then he then he puts the kid in his place and kind of earns the kid's respect and. All of a sudden, Batman's the... got to be the scariest dad ever. I like think when so. When he yells at him, basically turns to a demon in that panel. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking scary. And dad. so the thing is that it backfires on him, um, and and the kid decides that he has to earn his respect, and by doing so, he goes to very extreme measures. Um, one of them, he beats the living snot out of Tim Drake. Uh, does which something a lot mysterious of people... to Robin, uh, to Alfred. Uh, yes, he does, uh, and he 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 murders somebody. Yikes. Which which sort of all comes out of nowhere. All of a sudden, it gets like really heavy in the midst of all this. Um, it's just it was a it was a really fun comic book. It That's was the a, best kind a, of heavy that comes right smack in the dab in the middle of goofiness. Yep. Um, and, you know, there's a big fight in in the Batcave with all of the familiar Batcave stuff around. They're in the dinosaur, and you know, in the last panel, I don't actually don't I don't, I don't want to give the last panel away, but you're looking at it, and it's like, woof, it's it's kind of grisly. Like the, the last couple pages are real good. Yes. Um, so, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. And I've, I've read opposite on the site. It's funny because I sat down after I'd done my books. And I read a lot of books. It wasn't an easy pick. There was a lot of really good books this week. It was a packed week. It was, it was a ton. And, I spent uh, $70. <laughs> I, spent, I spent 28 but After my was, discount. Because I got the Phantom Midtown discount. Yeah, yeah I did too. When, when I randomly go we to all, Midtown. We all did. did. I got, oh, a, wow, that's I got a I got a free walking dead trade this week basically from that. Oh cool. I actually saved the money. Um, I put in bonds. <laughs> <laughs> There's future in them bonds. Diversified. It's got some in image, some in DC, some in uh, <laughs> But somebody on the site had been like the first thing I saw when I went to sit down and do it, somebody on the site was like, God, that was an awful Batman. I was like, It was? And, <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't write it, but I did anyway. Don't let the opinion, um, uh, popular opinion sway you. You stick I, to your guns. I, I'm on media blackout before I, am a sheep. I write the POW. I never look at the site. I never whatever look at people, anything. Whatever people think, that's what I'll do. Right. 
<laughs> if somebody tells me I should think one way, I'm going. Whatever. Give Paris me twenty dollars. <laughs> so it was good. It was a. It was a really just a good fun comic book, and it was. Uh, it was the better side of Grant Morrison. Ron, did you read this? God no. You didn't. I bought, I bought thirteen books. I'm not going to buy another one that I don't normally read. I told you I'm only buying Detective because of Paul Dini. What about Grant Morrison? Screw Grant Morrison. Piss off. I did, I did not say that. Ron said that. <laughs> no, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying. I'm not buying Batman. I told you I'm not buying Batman. I'll buy Detective as long as Dini's on it because it's been pretty good. But I'm not. I'm not playing in the Morrison pool with with these books these days. Nice pronunciation I, I, of Dini, by the way. I th- I've learned. Um, but um, I had 13 books, so I was I, I had enough on my plate to deal with. So because um, apparently I bought everything that had Civil War just tacked on it, so um, that that bit into my wallet. Um, and Ultimate Spider-Man 100 actually you know weighed my books down. So. Let's let's talk about that debacle. All right, let's talk about this debacle. It was uh, Ultimate Spider-Man 100 was easily the worst issue of the entire 100 issues run. What well, I think there were a lot of problems with it, and I and I think that the sto- the the actual story was just one of the problems. I think that I, I think that it's apropos that it was awful because it is the Clone Saga, and this is proving that you cannot do a good Clone Saga. Um, the second problem was I don't know if there was a production problem or the change in inkers or the printing, but like. Was the art supposed to look sucky halfway through the book? Like, get really light and get really weird? Like, was that, like, a device to show it was a flashback? Because it just looked like a printing error to me. Yeah, exactly, yeah, and it just seemed too I don't subtle. know, the entire, the entire issue seemed flat. Yes, it wasn't. It more wasn't... so than the normal Bagley flatness that John Well, that's weird, because about. if you look in the... First of all, it's a double-sized issue. It only has a regular-sized comic in it, and the rest is right. filler. Which is annoying. Right. I was not happy about that. I did like the, the sketches, the though. Biggest annoyance, though, was three pages before the end of the book. All of a sudden, the X Men appear. Right. Yep. Well, that was in every Marvel book this week. That but still, I hate it when off. they do that. If you me look too. at the sketches in the back, yes. they're pretty damn good. Yeah, they're really good. So my question is, what happens between Bagley's sketches? Is it is it the inking? They, think, is the inking that flattens the, the art out? John Dell and Drew Hennessy are to blame. I really, and Justin I mean, we, we've been talking, we've been, we've been ragging on Bagley, mostly just Josh, through the whole run of this book. I don't really but have anything I, against him. It's just fun. No, no, no. But um, <laughs> it's it's obviously not him. Because pencils are pretty nice. I thought the the, the pencils are great. Yeah, and, and I think they're. I, I mean, I can't tell if it was a printing error or if it was a coloring error. But like the the skin tones like changed from page to page. Yeah, it was really badly done. And it, there was no consistency. I didn't like the storytelling jumping between the 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 malformed Peter clone and the the eight arm the six armed Peter clone Peter clone and MJ like. I, I just thought the pacing was all off, and it was just this is just a bad. Book. It was like a slap in the, the face. The biggest book, problem yeah. in this was was just the really the the bulk of the issue was just a expositional backstory telling. Yeah, which yep. isn't terrible, and it wasn't you know I don't it know. wasn't shocking. We didn't find anything out. I mean, like uh, it just was stupid. Yeah, Darrell's gonna love this review. Yeah, because <laughs> we the, hated it. By the way, the yeah. art for X Men First Class was quite good. Sorry. Are you being sarcastic? Or? No, I actually like that style. Oh no! Actually, I, I actually looking at these two pages made because I missed this book when it came out, and I almost bought it in Midtown, and I didn't. And then looking at these two pages made me decide it was a good decision. Yeah. Oh, you don't like that kind? No, I do not. Oh well. No, not that I don't like this kind. I mean, like I just didn't like this art. I actually like the art on the cover a lot better. Oddly enough, everybody's been saying yeah. that online. Yeah, I mean, like if you know, like I, I thought the interior art just didn't match the cover, and it just looked uh, bad. All right. So. Well, that's that's sidetracking. My my bad. Justice League number two. You two Justice are League jerks. of America number Sorry. two. 
Um, Josh, go. Once again, I believe I'm I'm standing alone. I'm like I I guess I just really like Brad Meltzler. I like this a lot. Did you? Yeah, Thank I never God. said I didn't like it. You guys weren't so into the other. All of ones. a sudden, like we're, all of a sudden, he's just like, well, since you guys hated it, like I didn't even say yeah, a word. I, you, I, you I thought it was a, really, it was really the good. last two though. Well, the the zero was just was was just it, it it was weird. And one, I didn't I didn't hate one. I liked one. I just didn't think it was. Um, um, what was my problem with one? Connor had more of a problem with one. Uh, Neither do you like the Red Tornado very much. I like Red Tornado. Okay. Who are you? <laughs> I've been replaced with a life model decoy. I, <laughs> I, I have a lot of problems with this comic, and I can't put my finger on them, which is really annoying me. Yeah. I like this issue more than I like one, and I like it way more than I like zero, but... I thought the Arsenal, Green Lantern, Black Canary stuff was great. I don't. The thing is, I don't like the characters. I don't know. Like, I don't like um, the the Jackal chick, and I don't like um, Vixen. Uh, Vixen, and I don't like. And I. Uh, but I understand that they're they're working towards the um, the plot. But I love the Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman voting stuff. That's. I could brilliant. watch them at a table talking about other superheroes forever. I could watch them at a table talking about Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> that would be good. I Diana, I think you see, that. Can you believe that. I think that the, the character choice is really probably what's hurting it the most for me. I, I feel like the, at this point the Justice League has to be big and important, and it, and it doesn't feel big and important when it's got Hawkgirl, Red Tornado, Vixen, and Black Lightning and Arsenal. Well, but the thing, but, but the thing is, keeping hey. I mean, keep in mind that it's still early, and how many issues before Spider-Man actually wore the costume in Ultimate Spider-Man? I mean, like he's you know like he's building into it, you know, and so I'm, I imagine there's a payoff. For me, the the other side of it is I can't believe I'm going to say this again, but this reminds me of when. I, when I first started reading comics, and I wow, it's up, nostalgia day in Josh's world. Must be. Yeah. You know when you pick up and like back then I would pick up an Avengers or a JLA, and I didn't know who we anybody about was before. besides yeah. Batman or Superman. Anyway, and this is how I learn who they are. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I, you find a character you like. Right. I know who they are, and I want my I want Aquaman and Green Arrow back, and I want. Uh... Oh, but it's never going to be the same, Connor. Just move on. <laughs> I like how um, I like where's how the Flash. Tony. Nitpick, nitpick of the month, um, and I can't believe that this was. I got the. I don't know if there were multiple covers. I can't tell, but I got the. It was like an orangey cover, and they're all kind of the team was together. Oh, I got, you. Um, yeah. Arsenal's belt buckle is a G. Yes. Does it? And like it's intentional. Like, why is it intentional? Well, we're gonna find out. He's he's changing his costume and possibly his name. We'll we'll find out. To what? We don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, the team hasn't gotten together yet. Is he gonna be Speedy again? No, Speedy's already. Speedy there. doesn't start Speedy's with a G. So what do you What do you think of? Uh, I was looking at Arsenal's costume. I'm like, you know, he's got a pretty good costume at this point. I thought you were gonna say he's got a pretty good six pack or something. No, he does have. <laughs> he has, he has monstrous man. sideburns. He's, he's a handsome man. He... <laughs> Ron, are you are you envious of his sideburns? No, I'm not. They're pretty good. Patrick not... Dempsey's a handsome man. I'm not envious. All right, this is the Grey's Anatomy podcast. Fantastic. He, listen, um, he is. I'm not gonna. Um. <laughs> He uh Do you like uh, the uh do you like I'm the... not jealous. I mean there I've got sideburns too. We're we're in the sideburn club. Do you like the red tornado Tom Hanks shaky hand syndrome? I did like oh, the parasite. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. I like that the, whole in thing. Bit, in, the, in the tiny rocking chair. <laughs> well, I like that he was taking away people's powers and able to enabling them to get past security apparatuses, but the rest of it I like See this Tony Stark standing inside the metal detector? <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. But I, I don't. I, I still. I just. I just dig Brad Meltzer's style on these books. Yeah, it was good. He, I think he gets these voices. Makes he makes me really like DC books, which I don't like as much uh, when Con- he gets these team books. Tony Stark Connor would never did- wear a tie that short. What? <laughs> did you like anything this week, Connor? Um, <clears throat> what did I like this week? 
Uh, so that'd be a no. You like I Batman? Can't find my books. I like Batman. We already talked about it. I like I like things we're not even gonna get into because it'll make the show two hours long. All right, well then. So Civil War. Civil War. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now there were four books that came out. I dropped one of them. Cable Deadpool, Young Avengers Runaways, Civil War Frontline, and Amazing Spider-Man. I only bought Captain America. Uh, Captain America. I didn't pick up Captain America. I only bought Frontline and Spider-Man. Okay. Apparently, Young Avengers Runaways have nothing to do with the actual Civil War. (laughs) Just so you know. So if you're not reading it, you're not missing anything. I I dropped it. I decided enough was enough. Cable Deadpool, no longer any good. Really? Yeah. People were raving about it on, on the site. What is going on? You, you started like a whole revolution. People are like, right on, Cable Deadpool's awesome. It was all right. I mean, it wasn't as good as the other ones were. I don't know. No, 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 you're backtracking. You said it was no longer any good. Now you're on to it all was right. No By the end of the show, good. it'll be the greatest book that's ever been It was been the made. best book I ever read. Um, Frontline. What do you think of Frontline? I like the Frontline. It, it, it's still, it's, it continues to plot on at the C-level pace. Yes. Uh, B-level pace. I'll give it a B. I, I really, I, really didn't like the ending of the main story. I, I, I like the main story, the, no, the speedball story. I loved it. Really? I oh, loved I liked it. it. I liked, it it. I liked so him talking to the press and stuff. I thought that was good. No, it was all fine at the end, but when they did like the... Oh, the ruby? Yeah, the, the, yeah so that was hackneyed. a little hacky. That was I little hacky. loved it. Yeah, but you're like, you got the hots for the Kennedy scandal. No, whatever. I do too, which is why I'm like, you know, like, what is That's that? That's why I loved the, it. The analogy <laughs> doesn't hold up. Why did not you marry it? Loved it. Um, I would if Congress let me. Why was it... <laughs> Why was Ben Urich and the other dude wearing helmets like they're actually like in a war? With their names on them. I know. It was <laughs> like, I, I know the story's called Embedded, but come on. Like, we're not that stupid. I thought that was you know? a great conversation here with Tony Stark. Yeah, well, the, the that, Stark I, conversation was great, and, the, was and the guy talking about the Mets was awesome, too. But, but um, the only thing that, was, that really pissed me off is the continuity thing is that Thor is that kills kill, Goliath yeah. in, in a completely different way than it kills him in the main book. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So, that, I agree. That That's and the, the, the pencils of Thor in that first panel. He's not very imposing. No, but he has a tiny arm. Yes, he does. Yeah, he it's, does. Like, it's like his attempt at perspective, and it's so bad. It's like a, ty- a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And it's like the hammer is not sized correctly. And... Yeah, it's bad. This, this artist, Raymond Bax guy, is bad. He's yeah. bad news. It's sad. But so the big main event in Civil War was Amazing Spider-Man number 535. And it's about damn time. So the t- can we say the tide is now turning? Yeah. We're going to say what happened right now, in case you yep. hadn't been paying attention. But this, this to me, Spider-Man switching sides now pretty much says this is where Marvel is. Yep. I mean, there's nobody left on the pro-registration side who matters anymore. Well, well Iron Man is fantastic. It doesn't yeah. matter. You, you, you take Captain America. They're not the heart. You the take heart, Spider-Man yeah. and Captain America, and you put them anti-registration. I mean, Spider as Spider-Man goes, so does the Marvel U. That's sort of yeah. how I... Well, I think Sp- I think Spider Man and Captain America are the heart, while Tony Stark and Reed Richards are the brains of the Marvel U. So, yeah, but um, I mean, yeah. but my the only thing, and so base, so basically, Spider Man he gets a tour of the prison. He talks a lot to Tony. He talks to Reed Richards, and he wises up, and he decides he's going to switch sides. The only thing I thought this was a great issue up until the last, last page, page yeah. when I and I know it's a comic book, and I know it's not real, I know it's superheroes, but like. I really don't think Tony's going to burst through a wall and tackle him because he's switching sides. No, I liked it. Right. I'm here to just completely dis- – I liked – Maybe I, I'm too realistic, yeah. Maybe no, I, 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 you know what? I liked the fact that like Tony was keeping that close a tab on him. Yeah. I yeah, mean yeah. they really have made Tony Stark into – like they keep going, you just wait. It'll turn around. I don't think it will. Okay, here's the other part though. What had he done at that point to warrant being tackled? 
he he told he he overheard the conversation with with Mary uh, Mary Jane and May, which means he's been keeping tabs on them the whole time. And yeah. he just said, as soon as he says, "I've been on the wrong side," then Tony just was like, "I'm I'm not taking any chances." Spider-Man because they were because the whole the whole if you read Tony and Peter throughout the whole issue, it was like us ten minutes ago. <laughs> it was really tenuous, you know what I yeah. mean? It was really kind of you know like it was really. So he's been preparing for it probably. He, you know, Tony's not stupid; he knows it's coming. Well, I guess. I, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I th- it made the progression made sense in the idea that like the Peter actually think they weren't like every room wasn't bugged. Like like he's not going to hear us in the kitchen, you know. Like if he's avoiding the cameras and stuff, you know. You know what else is dumb? What uh, having Spider Man put on the suit that Tony built? Well, I think that'll play out in the next issue. I, I should hope so. But how dumb yeah. is, he, is he? He's got your kitchen bugged. He's, he's probably really got a fail did... safe on your suit. I really did like the when they were arguing earlier in the issue, and and um, Iron Man's all in, in Peter's face, and he's like, "Take off the helmet," <laughs> you know, like just because the one panel of like Iron Man's helmet in his face just looked kind of funny to me. It was like chin sticking out, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I like how Peter, like Peter, standing up to him, like, that's freaking awesome. And the whole Reed Richards story was was great. I thought that was. I mean, I know we've given JMS a lot of shit in, in the past couple podcasts, but mm-hmm. like I thought this issue was well written. It was really good. And oddly enough, it was drawn by Ron Garney, one of my favorite artists, and I didn't even realize until I just looked at it right now. He's been yeah. drawing it for yeah. months, hasn't he? I know, but I just—it's not the Ron Garney I love. It's because it's penciled, di- or it's it's inked differently. Yeah, it's penciled and inked differently. I like the thin. He's doing that Scott Collins kind of line yeah. work thing. Yeah, yeah. I like so it. Civil though. War, okay. Um, well, just to touch on the mutants, X Men number one ninety one came out, and I groaned when I picked it up. I dropped and it. Uh, and then I was excited when I opened up the page and I saw Chris Bachelot wasn't drawing it and it was a fill-in artist. And guess what? Boy, that made a difference, huh? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, oh! <laughs> I mean, the two, oh. the two things. A, the art made sense. The storytelling. Artist wasn't great. Didn't no, need to be. But he, yeah. But it, he made, it made sense. I knew what was happening from in panel to panel and it was also an expositional issue. He was kind of, he was kind of a McNiven wannabe, kind of, almost. He's a little more... Uh, no, if you look at, that. Well, no, no. If you look at some of the, if you look at like the the panel of uh, of Cannonball laying down on the ground and the black background and all the the shots of like the 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 stuff, the life that she he thought he was living, mm-hmm. that's very McNiveny. I don't know the hair. That's what really struck out to me. I, I really, I really think it's it's a, a I mean, it's it's huge improvement. It shows me where the problem may have been lying. Yeah, and unfortunately, Bachelor is a name, and he's probably going to be back next year. He's definitely going to be back. The um, boo. Humberto they, Ramos is doing three issues. That's yeah. gonna be awesome. And then they're bringing back Bachelor through through two hundred, which is only you know. Although I have to say, Bachelor's um, Bachelor's art isn't nearly as bad as the Spider-Man costume in the ad um, for Become the Hero. Oh God! Did you see that? We the can't start talking cool? about the ads again. I know. I'm There's sorry. Naruto <laughs> ads all over these, and A Rod has giant pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't make me start talking about Beckham. But um, he's dreamy. He's another he's good-looking guy. He's got a very strange voice. <laughs> it's very the first time I heard him talk. I'm like, oh, that's what he sounds like. That's oh, what God. he sounds like. What's the problem? So um, he's very high pitched. Anything else come out this week? Uh, what's on our list? What are we? What are we? What are we gonna do? No, he sounds like a British Muppet. I know he's got a very high high voice. He's not too smart either. He sent me a texter. Um. <laughs> So, uh, I just wanted to mention really quickly, um, neither of you guys read it, and I don't really have a hell of a lot to say about it, but uh, Jack of Fables. Oh, I picked it up. No, you did not. I did. Really? 
No, I'm totally bullshitting. And it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, if you like fables and you weren't sure if the spinoff book would be any good, because a lot of times when it's a good book and they do a spinoff book, it's real good. It's just It feels just like the regular book. It's just a little more of it, and it focuses on Jack. Uh, and if you dig it, then uh, then I, you'll, you'll probably like it a lot. Uh, the one other little thing is that if anybody out there is reading Trials of Shazam, it's surprisingly quite good. I don't think anybody will read it. You know, I almost I had the first issue in my hand, mm-hmm. and then I I put it back. Second issue was why. second issue was 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 really was good. I I don't know a thing about the Marvels, and I, I quite enjoyed it. I've heard that around. I'll probably get the tr- the collection when it comes out mm-hmm. around the halls. Yeah, <laughs> around the around the water cooler. <laughs> he hangs around high schools. What do you guys hear about Shazam? <laughs> You're supposed to keep it a secret. <laughs> What's the word on the street, eh? <laughs> I need the city desk. Shazam is good. Right. Who's that bald guy? I go in undercover, like baggy pants, and, like bad attitude. <laughs> you, you're on MySpace yeah. talking about Shazam. <laughs> What's up, ready? dudes? All right. Any um? Anybody read any good trades? I uh. <laughs> that didn't. That wasn't forced. <laughs> I told them that I I just uh I picked up the first Animal Man trade. Uh, a few weeks ago, and I finally had a chance to read through it. It's from 1988, and it's really good. It's Grant Morrison's first sort of major work, I think. Um, it's like nine issues, and he basically got the chance to sort of reinvent Animal Man, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's really well done. You know, the I've heard good things. I've always meant to read it. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the ones you hear about all the time. Now, here's, I, here's, I, the, here's the thing. Did, did you pick it up because of reading about Animal Man in 52? A little bit. But also, like, I had a roommate who had bought all those trades and really liked them. It's one of those things that I've always been meaning to read. The little bit in 52 made me kind of curious. And it, so, you know, in that sense, it worked. Uh, I had some credit, and I saw it. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll try that. And, you know, like, I've been interested in reading a little more of Grant Morrison stuff to figure out if I actually do think he's good or not. Um, cool. But, you know, what's interesting is this thing only came maybe a year or two on the heels of uh, Crisis. And it doesn't it doesn't have that... 80s and previous sort of overly uh, wrought dialogue at all. Like it's it reads like a modern comic book, and I think that that helps it a lot. But it's almost yeah. it's 18 years old at this point. I might borrow it when you're done. I am done. I'm going to borrow it right. this weekend. It's very good. Though. I, I I dug it. If I wanted to buy it though, where could I get it? Uh, I guess I'll do the ad. <laughs> oh, that's just, smooth. Just piss all over my segue. That's because you ruined. You my... have a degree in this. I know. <laughs> Comichole.com is your best solution for dis- no, no. You could you could go to Comichole.com and they would deliver it, and you would get a discount on it, and it would it would arrive in excellent shape, uh, quite quickly. Um, it would be a good thing for you to do. You go to Comichole, which somebody asked, it's Hole H O L E. Um, which is your best solution? They have uh, Marvel and DC, Dark Horse, Image. Those books are all forty percent off. If you want to get your weekly books through them, um, you could pre-order all that stuff. You could uh, you could get trades from them. Their hardcovers and their trades are all thirty to fifty percent off, and they get new stuff all the time. Uh, you can go there and let them know that you heard about them here at ifanboy.com or on the podcast. Comicold.com. And and their their slogan is still from our hole to your house. And you still love it, don't you? It's so filthy. <laughs> dirty, dirty. It's, it does, I don't know if it's supposed to be filthy or not, but it is, and I like them for that. It's All right, sexy. cool. So, um, so the, the, the deluge of email continues. Buckle down. We got some mail. We got some mail. Our first one comes from Garrett from Temecula, California. Um, and Garrett is very enthusiastic. He loves the podcast. 
He just started listening to it about a week ago and downloaded um, all, uh, all the episodes and has been listening to them. So that's awesome. He did a, um, he did a 50, 50 hour marathon session. Yeah, that's a lot of us. I couldn't listen I to feel us bad for his girl, I feel bad for his girlfriend. Um, his first question was, he's wondering if we could explain the whole DC time thing. Just kidding. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but he actually asked us to do a shout-out for his girlfriend of a year. So um, Garrett from Temecula, California would like us to shout-out that he loves Brittany Marie. All right. Um, I fanboy where relationships, where love comes to bloom. I'm loving this whole relationship thing. We should start a side podcast. It totally should. Comics and relationships. Um, but he did have a question that I actually thought was a good question. What about what did we think about rock and roll comics? Um, he he loves classic rock, like Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin or The Doors, and he thought it would be actually cool to see a comic on The Doors or something. God, it must be hard to find a radio station for you to listen to. The reason why – Oh, come on. I wanted to was because that was funny. Um, <laughs> I remember in middle school somehow, like right in middle school, I was discovering like music other than classic rock. No offense, Garrett. Um, and I found a rock and roll comic telling the story of Jane's addiction, and it was awesome. Did it? I don't know who it, did it, it, or was it encompassing of their experience? Or oh yeah, it talked about the heroin and the sex, and I mean it was really? great. It was awesome, and I remember being like in eighth grade, going, "This is amazing!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, and, and it was talk about convergence of right time. I mean, like I happened to just start listening to Jane's at the time, so huh. I mean, it was like it was the right time, right place type thing. But I remember this company put out like they did comics about Alice Cooper and Jane's addiction and like all these other bands, and they well, were they really were the, cool. They were the Kiss comics. Yeah, but those those are sucky. But you know what? This has really like not been done. Like he mentions like a Doors comic. Like it yeah. would be kind of cool to see like a biography. Yeah, a biographical yeah, totally. comic on somebody, but done well. Yeah, totally. So publishers, we you know Garrett and iFanboy wants to see rock and roll bio comics. Who should be done first? So um, and Garrett uh, thanks us for getting the comics again. Who should be done first? They totally should do Led Zeppelin. They've got some stories. That would be an adults only comic. Did you ever read those tours the Red Snapper story? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, they don't deny it either. <laughs> I know. It's not one brilliant. of those things like, oh, that was. They were like, oh yeah, it happened. Just like that. <laughs> we it did was it. Crazy. <laughs> In fact, it was crazier than the story. <laughs> we couldn't even tell you. It's... All right. So th- thank you, Garrett, for the email. Um, our next email comes from Jeremy. Straight out of Waldorf, <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> um, his joke, his, not mine. His first question is: Do we think the Foot Clan from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was named after the ninja group The Hand from Marvel Comics? Probably. Probably. Uh, it was the 80s, wasn't it? It was crazy. Was it, was, what came first, the hand or the foot? Probably very similar. That's metaphysical. Timed. That is metaphysical. I mean, Eastman was the, Eastman and Laird or whatever, they were doing Teenage Mutant Turtles early 80s, right? 84-ish. No, earlier than that, really? wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Mar- Miller was doing Daredevil in 82. Was the hand and the hand was in that? The hand was in that, but I don't know if they were around before. You know what's that. so funny is that I know the hand from X Men, and the hand totally weren't an X. I mean, they they became X Men villains, but like they totally weren't originally X Men villains. I miss the hand and AIM and all those like those great organizations. They're using Hydra like, a lot now. Well, they are using Hydra, but I love the fact that because there's an Electra in charge of the hand now. Yes, she is. And like I feel as if that's like a whole ton of stories that that that's such a great idea, and they're not doing anything with it. They were just in Daredevil. Yeah, but but they just yeah, they, the ninjas appear and that's it. This kind what of the ninjas do? They appear and they kill you and they leave. Uh, trust me, I know. I know what the ninjas do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're doing a thing in Marvel right now. They're not paying attention to anything else. Yeah, that's a good point. And then he said, Joe said that at he Joe, uh, my, my friend. Joe said yeah. that, you know, like, uh, after the, this is over, they're going to just do comics for two or three years and that everybody yeah. do their own thing. Well, I hope that we'll see some hand. So, um, <laughs> I have no hand. 
<laughs> his second question is, what are our plans for our 50th podcast? Will there be another all-email podcast or some sort of 50th podcast extravaganza? What is he talking about? I don't have any idea. Wait, this is 49, oh. right? Oh, shit. Oh, wait, our next episode is the 50th episode? No, there will be no plans for it. There are no plans. Not at all. Um, our, our approach is that 50 is cool. Technically, 52 would be a, our year anniversary, but for some reason, our year anniversary falls on our 54th episode, right? Which I don't understand how that makes mathematical sense. We screwed up somewhere. We, but, no, um, we did too much. We did too much, yes. We delivered too much. So, actually, you, you can be looking forward to the 54th episode extravaganza, and details will be coming in um, the next couple of weeks. So, look out for that. I mean, sure, next week we'll be like, woohoo, it's 50. It's great. But yeah. It's really, just going to be the same old crap. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> um, and finally, his last question is, is one of the earlier podcasts, we said that Marvel fans would never allow for a major reboot of their universe, but it can be done in DC because they've already done it before. Um, but he's asking if the same thing could really be done today. Like if they went back and rewrote Batman's origin story and instead of three Robins, we were left with just one who happened to be Dick Grayson, you know, no more Nightwing until this Robin grows up and Superman never died, was never married, blah, blah, blah. He's just basically saying, you know, the only, you know, like, could that really happen? Would DC fans really stand for it? Wouldn't there be a revolt? All of those things he just mentioned, I cross my fingers for every month. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I would kick my heels with, gl- with glee if they... If Dick Grayson was Robin again and Superman was never married to Lois. Wow. wow. Yeah. So you'd be fine with scrapping everything that's happened? You yeah, really absolutely. want to get rid of the fact that the Jason Todd thing happened? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? The the whole... I mean, I think he's misinterpreting the idea of a reboot, which is not... Re, you don't rewrite origins and things it's like not that. Right. You like, like your t- Infinite Crisis is not... Uh, that's not a reboot. The only re- reboot we've really, really had is Crisis on Infinite Earths. And all that does is, is, pull, is, is simplify... Yeah. And start over, but start over from where it was before. It's not like you messed start over and Batman is a, you know, clown. They've messed it up since then, anyway. <laughs> Batman the clown. You know, he's, circus he's clown. kids' parties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, reboot's, a reboot is just where it starts he's over. Doing, <laughs> he's doing really scary balloon animals. It's, it's Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, well, no, Ultimate Spider-Man isn't a reboot. because uh, what, Also, well, Spider-Man's a rewrite. It's not a reboot. No, it's a rewrite. Yeah, a reboot would have been if they scrapped 616 and said the Ultimate Don't Universe is now. Don't ever I say that I will call again. it that. Come I will. On. What do you? I will. You know why? Because it's a mutant-based definition. It came out of Excalibur, so F you. <laughs> um, so, um, so, yeah, if they scrapped 616 and said that Ultimate Universe is now the universe, we're, re- we're rebooting it. But, no, it's just it was a reimagining. So, um yeah, it's not the same. Reboot, start I, over from where you were before. But honestly, I think that you are the minority. I think that people would freak out. I'm absolutely the minority, but there must, yeah. that's because everyone's so stupid. Because he's a grown-up. Except for our listeners, be, they're cool. Way to be tolerant. No, um, but I, I mean, that's that's what I look for, and that's what I want. I want like I've been saying for, really for years and years and years that Superman should not marry Lo, have married Lois Lane. Right. Because well, c- now it's like Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Yep. Thank you, Jeremy. Because every for, few years they've got a... They've got a Come up with some contrived marriage, marriage issue. Like they made Lois like literally insane a few years ago, just because it gets boring. All right. Well, thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> also, <laughs> ladies just get crazy, you know. Our, our next email comes from Ryan. Um, uh, in an earlier issue, uh, earlier episode, issue? he heard us, heard us talking about getting back issues on DVD DVD ROM discs, but he can't find out where to get them at. Maybe we can point him in the right direction. Um, Ryan, if you if you go to ifanboy.com and click the Amazon banner on the right side, and then go to Amazon.com and type in X Men DVD or Avengers DVD or Spider Man DVD, you'll find them there. Or if you're going to buy anything from Amazon, you could click it through there too. Yeah, not that not that we you know. No, no, we 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 condone that. 
We, da- <laughs> we, we downright that. recommend it. <laughs> so um, go to Amazon. You can find it there. Um, and if you continue your problems, email us and we'll help you out. They might have um, them on Comical. They might have them on Comical. Check out Comical too, yeah. Um, his second question is he's starting – he's starting – he's looking to start a new series in trades. Maybe we have some recommendations that don't have to do with zombies. Animal Man? Well, do they have there to be go. current series or they can be old series? Ah, uh, new series and trades. I don't know. New series. That's see the new. What's new mean? Exactly. Yeah. New right. to him or new new to comics? Here's, here's like, I'm gonna. We, we've done a bunch of stuff. I'm gonna recommend one. There's ten trades in a row, so it, it goes through a whole thing. A big story. Starman. Cool. James Robinson. Starman. There I've only read, read half of it, and it's real, real good. Cool. Okay, so there you go, Ryan. Your your homework assignment is Starman. Let us know what you think of it. (laughs) And finally, his last question is, he thought the first episode of Heroes was was a pretty sweet kickoff. What did we think? Um... We I, I liked it. I don't know. I mean, but I've, I saw it already, so it was kind of a rehash for me. Yeah, Josh, you, you didn't see it. What did you think? Well, I'd read the X-Men before. Ah! <laughs> uh, it's not exactly. No, it wasn't exactly, but it, yeah. I liked it. it. I had fun watching it. It was a good time. It may have helped that I watched it with you guys. It yeah. was a little bit cliched, but not as far as TV goes. Right. Like, they That's can go the... ahead and use comic book tricks because the TV audience doesn't know those things. Right. Um, it was pretty well done. Um, I'm interested to see more. It could go either way. Huge ratings. Yeah, did great. I was surprised. Awesome. Um, my only problem was at the end with the flying bit that the the wire work was just awful. But whatever. I well, guess they're a, a, a cheap budget pilot. TV. Okay, so um, there's a whole discussion about it on the website. Yes, go to ifanboy.com, read what other people thought of Heroes, and we'll be watching the rest of the season until it gets canceled around episode 13. Um, 13? Wow. Yeah, that's my guess. Ambitious. Um, ambitious, yeah. I'm thinking it's going to make it to February, because they're they're, they're, they've got a commitment to do the 11 in a row with no breaks. Wow. So, yeah. Well, the so, funny uh, thing is that Jeff Loeb's got a lot of comic work in front of him, too. Yeah. So he must well, he's not only he's only supervising succeed. producing. He's he's not. He, I mean, he's not really. I mean, he's involved, but it's Dude. not like he's there slaving over the, Dude, the have, script. Do you know what writers on TV shows do? Je- I was just—I had lunch with Jeff last week, and he was telling me about it. You, <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> a supervising producer, basically, it's—it's. It's, it means he's a writer on the show, which means he's in the writers' room, which probably means that he's there ten to twelve hours a day at least. Wow, but he's especially old. on a new show. But he's old. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then he's got to be there for shoots, and he's got to be there for—I mean, like supervising producers. That's not like it's not like a part-time job. So so now. You know, 30, 40 minutes in the podcast, you whip out your degree and start talking about production. <laughs> Where were you when you had to read the ad copy correctly? I'm, yeah. I don't have a degree in voiceover. <laughs> I took anyway. a class once. I was just going to say, I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our next email comes from Scott, um, even though his email address was Kimberly. Um, and he says, on the off chance that we're serious, do not under any circumstance have a girl listen to the podcast so we can ask her out for the guy. This is a phenomenally bad idea. Wow, Scott could not be more wrong. Exactly. <laughs> that is not just a good idea. It is a fantastic we idea. We haven't yes. heard back from him. We don't know what happened. I know. We're all like uh, living on the edge. Dude, seriously, though? Come on, he chickened out. You think? He must have. 
Well, we did tell him to take, to take it slow. It wasn't like I'm he was going to do anything. No, 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 we did no, not. We, did. we, we did. said we you can't said, let this linger We said forever. don't take it slow. Then you're the creepy guy, like, looking from over the shelf. Like, you, oh, you're right, acting no, but, like you're reading Wonder Woman, but you're like, hmm? No, 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 but I meant, like, when I said don't take it slow, I meant, like, six months. I didn't mean, like, this week. I don't think we said go no, out no, and No, no, Josh now. and I did. We said go do it now. Or yeah. No, I said to lay some groundwork, to do some homework. No, 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 no. You got to do it or not do it. You gotta. The women are not stupid. I'm not gonna touch that one either. <laughs> really, the best thing is to agree with that. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> but really, when... Scott, you're wrong. That's a great idea. It's and anybody who wants us to ask out anybody on the show, we will yes, do it. We will. Yeah, we will. We do it. can get. Maybe you're saying it's a bad idea for different reasons. We're saying for the purposes of the show, it's a great idea. <laughs> also, if you are the one asking, uh, bring a little recording device with you so we can catch the action. <laughs> We'll play yeah, it. exactly. We want to hear the reaction. Videotape it if you can. That'd be even awesomer. So, um, well, speaking of women, um, we got an email from Natalie from Singapore, uh, which is awesome because I think technically Singapore is. Wait, she says it's closer than Australia, but further than New Zealand. Um, but it has more accessible comic book stores and no sheep, which is, I guess, good a good thing. Um, but less sheep is always but good for where you're living. She's got a question and a comment. Firstly, she wants to know what we think about the current prices of comics, especially in relation to their target audience, as well as to attracting new readers. As a 17-year-old student – oh, I didn't read that earlier. <laughs> I, I, find, I find that most of my peers are pretty open to reading comics. It's the steep pri- price of comics that tends to put them off. A US two ninety nine costs just under $5 here, and while the price of trays is falling, it still leverages about 30 bucks for a soft cover co- copy. These people usually read manga as an alternative as it's manga. much cheaper and gives them, gives them more story for their money. That's a problem. You can move to America. It's a, I mean, pricing in comics is a problem <laughs> oh. even even here. You're an imperialist. <laughs> no, the price is a problem. Can you believe that? I mean, like, look at Ultimate Spider-Man was three ninety nine. Yeah, for that. Well, for listen that. to what she says though. What do right. you think about the price in relation to their target audience? Right, and the, the question is, what, who is target the target audience? Exactly, who is the target audience? They said, hey, these twenty to forty year old men mostly can afford to pay three bucks an issue, and they will every single time without complaining or blinking an eye. Well, the thing is, is that I, I also I think I think that that I think that's kind of legitimatizing it. But the price of paper has gone up dramatically in the past fifteen years. That too, but look at the production quality of a comic book now as opposed to when you started reading. It's a lot better. It's a lot better. Right. Yeah. But also, so. this just shows they're just paying lip service to wanting to have kids read comics. They're not actually trying to get kids to read comics because if they did, they wouldn't make four dollar comics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you've got a good point, but it's a problem. And if you're if you're a college student or a student of any kind now, budget, it's comics is going to be a hard thing to buy. Yeah. Luckily, the 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 value of the dollar is dropping like a stone. So. <laughs> and BitTorrent. Yeah. Oh wow! Did I just say that? But there's also the um, idea of of what's your dollar value for the time you get to spend of it reading a comic. So I'll you be know? honest. Is sometimes like I'll read an issue and I'll be like, that shouldn't cost me three bucks. You've done it like you know, it. a minute and a half, and you're. Sometimes yeah. I will. Yeah, the thing is, I don't lament over the 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 longing for the seventy five cent days or the dollar days or the dollar twenty five days. I mean, like I'm I'm okay, but I can afford it because I'm not a teenager. You know who doesn't like, who doesn't lament is rich people. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's from issue two, episode two. <laughs> so um, yeah, but so, not yeah. everybody is in a position to not be able to lament about it. Like take right. take the dude. Yeah, yeah. from the yeah, site. He's, he, like we yeah. get we get stuff from him on the site. Like couldn't afford books this week. He's a student. Yeah. Yeah, that tough. sucks. Yeah, so I, I mean, don't know. We don't have the answer. No, the answer is it sucks. 
Yeah, and it's bad, and I don't think it's going. You know, it's not going. In but, a it's good not, way. but it's not. But it's not going. But it's not going to change. I mean, if you look at you look at you know magazines cost four, five, six ninety nine an issue. I mean, like it's it's unfortunately. Yeah, but subscriptions to magazines don't cost anything anymore. That's true, right? Yes, but unfortunately, subscriptions to comics lead to badly packaged comics and ruining your collection. Well. Uh... Not Anyways, unless you buy it through comichole.com. She's got a subscription got, there. She's got one last <laughs> one last comment. Yes. Um and it's uh she says that she knows female comic book readers are a relatively rare breed, but you don't think acting like little bamfs every time one shows up on the site or frapper map kind of puts them off. Any girl who likes comics enough to listen to a comics podcast is probably just like the rest of your listeners and should not be treated any differently. But on a side note, she enjoys the relationship advice we give. <laughs> <laughs> Which is stereotypical, really. Yeah. Um, do we have a response? Oh, I, to I enjoy the relationship advice. I think yeah, it's so cool. I. I I didn't think we were treating anybody any differently. To be honest, I think women should be treated special because they're <laughs> special and they're nice. You said they were stupid. No, I, I think I think that I she's, did not say that. I think that she's confusing. Um, like we we never like looked at the frap. Remember, like oh my god, it's a girl, dude. We should totally sleep with her. We didn't <laughs> do that. Right. We've been saying like a girl, like it's unusual. We don't child. expect it. I think it's tough because if you look at diversity and gender, typically the comic books are typically – they skew more male. You think? And and so it unfortunately it is a surprise when a girl stumbles on the Frapper map or the site, and we think it's cool because it's adding to the diversity of people commenting and people interacting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we treat them any differently, and if, we, if it was like – you know, like if we had a comic book store and a girl came in, we wouldn't be like, oh, my God, it's a girl. It's a girl. Wait, you talk to her. No, you talk to her. No, no, you talk to her. I mean they would just be like, hey, cool. Read this. Starman. It's good. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's my point of view. I mean but like of course we notice. When you're in a room yeah. with 48 men and two women show up, you're like, wow, look. It's somebody different. It's you right. know, like and anything that, else. And that smells nice. <laughs> See, that was the part that you're not supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so thank you, Natalie, and um, we, we bring it you know, to your real here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's and no we, PC coming out of Richards. We hope you can, um, Richards. We hope you can. Um, He's not wrong though. I do smell nice. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I love women. Some um, do. They're stinky but, women, just like they're right, stinky let's, men. Let's not go there. Um, so yeah, thank you, Natalie. This is just Josh's reaction to finally riding the subway every day. He's finally finding out there are women that smell bad. The <laughs> New York City stink. Will um, all the people just get out of my damn way? <laughs> oh, you better get used to that one. Ugh. So thank you, Natalie. Hopefully you can still afford your comics and keep writing to us. Um, with that, on to our voicemail. Which our is first one, in no way first... related to what we've just talked about. Not so at all. And first one comes from Sanchez from Queens. Wait a minute. I live in Queens. Yo. What up, fanboys? Get Sanchez from Queens. You want to talk about hot chicks that work at comic book stores? I only got three words for you: Saint Mark's Comics. Check them out. Later. How do you How do you like that one, Natalie? <laughs> way to Way to undercut us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been to Saint Mark's, and there are girls who work there. I've noticed as well. So is it, is that is that the place that likes? Like, it's known for being really like kind of messy and all over the place. But the store or the street? The store. The street has a, has a reputation of being slightly punky. It's very punky. It's very punk. I mean, that's where punk lives in New York pretty much now since – or did back before the Gap opened there. Oh, so you have those 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 chicks of the people working there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. That is pretty I was going to say totally my kind of chicks, but I didn't say it and then it's I didn't okay. say it. okay. You're allowed to then... have a preference. <laughs> <I> know, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so um, – our next voicemail comes from Matt. I, I, wait, hold on. I'm gonna just. I've heard that that's a really good store to go to if you're looking for sort of 
uh, weird sort of not weird but like obscure sort of. Why does it got to be weird? Just because it's punk. Why does it got to be weird? It's not that weird. It's like any other comic store. They've got tons of statues. Really? It's just yeah. like a normal store. Yeah. It's like a normal store. It just happens to be on a punky street, and the girls who work there have tattoos. Well, no, but what I was saying is that like I, like they have like a lot of back issue bins where you can find more obscure. Stuff. Yeah, I mean they're not. It's not as it's not as gl- as glitzy as Midtown. Hey. I mean, and so yeah, so there, there. It's 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 a bit more cavernous. Yes, and there. Yeah, I, I can. And you see can what sort of dig that. through it and find a treasure that you didn't expect to find if you're really into that history of comics thing. Yeah, possibly, but I but I I would be hard pressed to see if there's anything that you couldn't find at Hanley's or Forbidden Planet mm-hmm. or in maybe Midtown. I mean, I th- I think that they've all pretty much got the same best stuff. It's just a matter of how you know clean it looks. How it's presented. Yeah, exactly. I see. So. But um, but yeah. So, thanks, Sanchez. Right, uh, thank you. Our next voicemail comes from Matt from Orlando, our buddy. Hey guys, how are you? It's Matt in Orlando. Um, I missed a week calling you guys, and I'm sure you're weeping <laughs> as I as I live and breathe, or rather as I drive because I'm in the car again. You know, driving along, not paying. Oh shit! <laughs> no, that wasn't a car accident. I'm kidding. Kidding. I was a tingle when you played my voicemail. Thanks for that. Here's my uh, question for you now. We talked about um, comic book podcasts you listen to, but what about comic book blogs? There's a blog verse of people who write about comics and spit venom and crap. Uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's on your um, bookmarks in terms of comic book blogs? Thanks, guys. Great podcast. Goodbye. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I read any comic blogs. Zero. What is a comic blog? I don't know. Augie's thing a blog. It's a column. It's a column. It's a blog. No, no, no. I go to ifanboy.com. Yeah, that's a blog, isn't it? Yeah, that's technically. Wait a minute, that's the one I read every day. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I don't don't know anybody else. Like that. There's like a. There's like a. There's a blog at Newsarama, which I will look at every. So often, but I mean, uh, I read so, every day. It's not like there's so, a Wonkhead or something of comics. No, no, no. no so no. 2004. Yeah. There aren't know. really any. Yeah, it's not that, I mean, Matt, do you read any? We don't really read comics yeah, or read... about them. What nobody realizes is that I haven't read a single comic book in about six months. <laughs> 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 I've been completely faking it. Because no. oh, Batman, that had action. <laughs> Lots of it. I just wait to see what everyone on the site says, and then I form my opinions from that. Can you believe what happened to Spider-Man? I mean, <laughs> wow. As he right, sweats so th- at the microphone, Dad beat the sweat away from his head. From the stress <laughs> of making it. So thank you, Matt, for your voicemail and Sanchez. And if you guys want to call, or you girls want to call and leave us a voicemail, you can call 1-888-FANBOYS. That's 1-888-326-2697. You think somebody's going to call us up and just be like, you sexist pigs i can guarantee it and we haven't gotten a voicemail from from a female either so don't think that by the yeah. time we get like like our first female voicemail we won't be like listen it was a girl's voice on the podcast for the first time ever which will stand in stark uh contradiction to augie's voice <laughs> <laughs> so um, were there any girls on the frapper map this week oh that's me isn't it um <laughs> possibly yes yeah, sarah from boston massachusetts Hot. Now, now's where the trumpets play and stuff. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, you're dragging us all down. I'm sorry. I don't think I've <laughs> ever me... actually had a real life female comic book friend. That's a very good question. You only have two other comic book friends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've had hard. them though. 
That's harsh. I've known girls who read comics. Yes, Casey. Yeah. Yeah, but she doesn't read comics. Yeah, she does. No, I, I, not I, like I, we do. She orders them yeah. from MidtownComics.com. No, but but it's not like like she's like, hey, are you going with me on Wednesday? And I'd be like, oh yeah, I can't go till late. Like, well, that's because she lives in Jersey. That's not the point. Oh, okay. well, I'm just saying. I'm just reading. You couldn't go over there and be like, hey, how was how was Civil War? Well, because like, she has to read that book. She reads the indie books. You know what? <laughs> you know my point, and you're just arguing with me. Because Who else was on the Frapper map? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, new Dad from Herndon, Virginia. Peter from Atlanta, Georgia. James from Harris from Greensboro, North Carolina. Kevin from Windsor, Ontario, which seems like we've had before. G-Dog from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Arian Doss from New York, New York. James from Newberry Park. Locked in the Attic from Lansing, Michigan. Sarah, the aforementioned Sarah from Boston, Massachusetts. Tycho Bray, Bra, Brahi. Brahi from Fresno, from Penny California. Arcade? <laughs> Bray. Uh, and some other people. Glenn Watson from Huntsville, Alabama. That's good to know from Pittsburgh. Francis from Seville. Philip Weber from Avon, Connecticut. Rob Ellis from Reading, England. Bill Stanley so, from Riverdale. That's good to know is the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, is the yes. podcast. Last week we had somebody on the Frapper map named Tad Stones, who apparently um, we skipped right over. And our dear friend Augie pointed out that he's actually quite the accomplished um, animate, animation guy. Animator. Animator. You can say so, animator. Animator. So we're excited to have Tad on, on the Frapper Automaton. Thank you. Um, I believe he worked on like Darkwing Duck and stuff like that. That would make so. him a pro, correct? He is a pro, yes. Nice. Ever inching towards validity. So. <laughs> every, with want, every inch we take, we slide back with the girl that. talk. If you I, wanted, I want that on the banner on the, on a ta- top as of the a tagline. Inching what was it? Inching towards, inch, towards validity. <laughs> so, um, so if you want to, if you want to join uh, Sarah from Boston and Tad from Burbank on the Frapper map, you can go to uh, frapper.com/ifanboy. That's f-r-a-p-p-r.com/ifanboy, or go to ifanboy.com and click on the banner in the upper right hand corner. Tad, do you want to draw my book? <laughs> He's an animator, not an Which is about a rock band, by the way. He's not oh, a miracle worker. <laughs> Ow. Oh, <that's> <laughs> so, um, if you want to partake in witty banter like this, but in the text form, you can go to ifanboy.com and check out the discussion <laughs> with not just the three of us, but a lot of other people who like to talk about heroes and Robert Downey Jr. And Much nicer to books. people on the site than we are to each other yes. because we find that this type of sarcasm doesn't go over so well in text form. Oh, or you found... <laughs> I found that the hard, weekly. The hard, the hard way. You did it again. You could also go to ifanboy.com and click on the Pick of the Week banner and read Josh's um, review about Batman and read what other people thought was good this week. And please let us know what you thought was good this week. You can email us at contact at ifanboy.com or leave us a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys which is 326-2697 with any questions, comments, hate mail, which I'm sure we're going to get this week. <laughs> You can also go to myspace.com. One of you is supposed to jump in on the space there. Slash iFanboy, and you can be our friend. That's myspace.com slash iFanboy. So, <laughs> cue, cue Josh. There are three of us here with degrees in this. <laughs> if you like the podcast, please go to podcastalley.com or iTunes or any of the other podcast aggregators and uh, write a review, leave a, re- uh, leave a vote. Leave a rating, do whatever you can do. And well, last time the... I looked, we were just at like just under fifty reviews in iTunes. I think forty nine reviews in iTunes, and we we that actually helped. continue to surge on Podcast Alley. And please, you know, please help. We that appreciate effort. it. We definitely appreciate it. it and really spread the helps. word about iFanboy. Go to your comic book store, tell other people about it, um, tune people onto the world of podcasting because it's the future. Stick your little earbuds in their ears. Listen totally. to this, and they just hear Ron. What the hell is <laughs> Rah, this? Chicks. <laughs> Some chicks uh, smell good. <laughs> I'm not listening to this, drivel. 
<laughs> and if you if you like the drivel and um, you want to help the cause, you can go to ifanboy.com slash donations, and there's a couple of different ways for you to uh, donate. And um, as aforementioned in previous podcasts, uh, we are all now in the same city, and we've got some great plans for ifanboy for the future, and your dollars help that. We so, need any, some equipment is what we're yes, saying. Basically. Wait a minute. I haven't been listen, told anything. You're out there. You're writing in. You're saying, listen, it doesn't sound so good all the time. Yep. You know what? You want we'll it to sound better? Pony up. And the thing is, that we're, we're too busy spending we're too busy spending our money on the comics as opposed to the equipment. So and, and you girls, know why you know, do you know why I'm girls? <laughs> you know why I'm spending money on comics? Because when we first started this, people were like, "You're not reading anything." So I started yep. reading a lot more. And now and every now week poor. I go there and I'm like, "Oh Jesus, I don't, I can't read all these books." But there's so many good ones. Yeah, it's tough. So we've never right, spent well, any of the donation money for comics. We've never actually spent any of the donation money. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um, no, no, it's not going towards comics. It's definitely going towards equipment to make the podcast better and make other things better. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So, um, so that said, I think that you know that's about it for this week. <laughs> you guys, so, are you guys winded? I'm, I'm a, a little, little winded. I'm a little winded. The end takes a lot out of us. I don't know if anyone's realized that or not. I think <laughs> they can tell. Yeah, yeah, well, they can tell. They're like, we go, that about wraps it up. And they look at their little thing on the iPod, and it says there's 12 minutes to go. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, wait a minute. How, how can that be so? And then the, it sort of it, it devolves into this miasma of miasma. us laughing. At it. Yeah, that's right. It may not even be the right word, but I it don't think It sounded, any... you know, yeah. impressive. Got my attention. Yeah. And... So. Oh, someone somebody! <laughs> oh, you know what's funny is I told Lindsay to take the phone out of the room, but it's the bass. Oh, oh the bass! You gotta turn the bass off. You gotta turn the turn the bass down. Apparently, that Get was it? loud. That was loud. So, Saved by the Bell. I'm Ron. I'm Josh with the phone. I'm Josh. I'm Connor. <laughs> We're a mess. <laughs> I have my I have my New York I have my New York plates today. Oh, nice. Wow. And the letters on it are GTH. Which me when they think they're okay with it. As you know, back in 1970, I started on a series called. What happened? And every time something would go wrong, I would look at the camera and say, Hey, what happened? <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that and a lot of other catchphrases. I got a real red wagon. And uh, I can't do my work. And I believe I was the first one to use the phrase, I don't think so. But it only lasted a year, and that's good because that's how you establish a cult.